Hi, welcome to To Whom It May Concern, Hood Professionals. I am your host, AP, along with my lovely co-host, El Boogie. And today we're talking about toxic workplace. You know how you go into those spaces and you just dread getting up in the morning or you have to like turn on your trap music. You're switching between trap music and gospel, gospel music because you're just like, Lord, lead me, guide me, Listen, protect me. The Clark sisters have helped me many a day because I done had to call them. My favorite song when I'm just like in a trying time is if Jesus can't fix it, Nobody can. That's the full truth. Okay. There are whole scriptures in the Bible <laughs> dedicated to this kind of stuff. As it should be. Yeah. The word bringeth guess what? forth. What's that? The beginning and the end. The alpha, the omega. <laughs> Ain't nothing new. He knew what you was going to encounter and he gave you the tools. To make it through. Come on. Okay, somebody. so we're in, in, in the spirit of giving you the tools to make it through, <laughs> we are here to talk about toxic workplace or toxicity. Did I say toxicity? that Toxicity? Right? Yeah, that word. In the workplace. Yes. Toxicity in the workplace. And we are here to help you not only to recognize it, mm-hmm. but hopefully give you some some tools or some... some At least some insight. Right. On how to push through or to make your exit. Correct. Whatever works best for you. Right. Sometimes that is the actual answer. And in no way, shape, or form are we saying that we are the experts on it. How, however, we can only just give our own personal you experiences. know, experiences with it. And also, shout out to the blog in her site, um, Emily McCrary Ruiz Esperanza. I hope I'm saying that correctly. I mean, if there's no end, then yes, Esperanza. Okay. Mm-hmm. For um, I was able to do a little research. She has a blog, uh, a lot of professional things on there, and I enjoy reading her blog. So shout out to her for some insight. So let's just give you a little background about what um, can um, identify as a toxic workplace. So it says it's a definition, um, one that is negatively affects your well-being. Causes mm-hmm. you stress, anxiety, worry. Is one in which gossip, fighting, coercion, backstabbing, manipulation, blackmail, and even abuse occurs on a regular basis. You know, I personally feel like none of that stuff should really happen at all, let alone on a regular basis. The only reason I say that is because when you apply for a job, they ask you if you're over 18. If you over 18, what that mean? You're grown. Mm-hmm. If you're grown, mm-hmm. you should be able to check that stuff at the door because you know you have to come in here with these people. You know you have to get through the workday. You know that you have to be productive. And you know that you have to give the company a reason to keep you around. So I don't believe in any of these things that are listed down here Regular or not, I don't think that they should happen. Okay, so we we get that that they should happen, but they do happen. They absolutely do. They do happen. And they're saying that an estimated that a single toxic employee can cost the organization roughly $12,000. You know, I think that's crazy because there are people that don't make $12,000 annually. Exactly. So you're going to spend $12,000 on somebody that's disrupting other people's productivity that are bringing real value to the company. But and there are people out here, 12, what does $12,000 get you in the course of a year? 
I don't know. If you budget right, I think it, you can actually. Well, I mean, because there's well, there are some on. because because you do have things set in place for persons who are making those type of incomes, like those bomb apartments that I don't qualify for because well, no, 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 it's there's not no, income based. But that's the reason that I brought that up because even income based apartments, most of them you have to make thirty six thousand dollars a year at minimum for it to be a single person. Eh? Are that you? When I'm when you like, let's say for this particular state that mm-hmm. we're in. One person needs to make this just one person. You have to make under um, like twenty four. I think it's like twenty four thousand. And when I think about that, let's say the rent is like at seven hundred, mm-hmm. you're still barely like. That's what I'm saying. Seven hundred dollars is a lot of twelve thousand dollars. That's basically right. your whole right. check because twelve thousand dollars is a thousand dollars before taxes. Mm-hmm. And That's gross, would, yeah. not net. Yeah. And then you have to pay your utilities. You have to put food on your table. You have to worry about insurance. If you have a car, you have to make a car payment. If you don't have one, you have to use public transportation. Mm-hmm. And that's not the cheapest. It's not. It's To me, and I think most people, if they actually look at the numbers, it's not worth it to have these people in the organization that are causing this. Because what it's, what's it doing? It's affecting your employees that do what produce so if you have let's say you have five employees in a group one of them's toxic i mean they're basically wiping out everybody around them yeah and it says it says it affects the work performance of others like 38 percent of employees say that they decrease the quality of their work being in a toxic work environment because it's not worth it when you think about what so when you leave first of all it's not even that when you're at work you have to deal with this toxic person. When you walk out the door and you get in your car, you're thinking about, man, I had to deal with this person all day. That's what you're thinking about the <laughs> you whole time. You're having the argument home. that you in really wanted to have. Right. You're thinking like, about this the man, whole way home in the car. Susie just don't know she was about to, to get, get it. it. Right? And she then, just don't know, but she don't know. I, I got a whole house note I got to pay for. I got a yep. car note. I got, whether you have children or not, I got, I depend on me. Yeah. Okay. So. And my mom ain't raised no hoe. I'm not trying to be. <laughs> I'm not trying to, here, trying to be out here disrespecting my family. Pretty much, like. And the Jesus I serve. Okay. So, so I'm trying to be like Job and. Come on, Job. Hold my mule. You come know on, what I Job. mean? Because I'm oppressed. Of that is Christ Jesus. Come on. Okay. Of the high calling. You so, better. Okay. When you are in your car, you're thinking about this. When you get home, you're thinking about it. You only have what two hours between the time you get home and when you go to bed you lay your head down at night you might still be thinking about this thing right so you have to reconcile between when you lay your head down when you finally go to sleep and then get up in the morning to go turn around and go back to work and i don't i have been in situations where i have been so frustrated at work that going home i've vented to friends I vented to family. I vented to my loved one. I'm still having a conversation with myself in the shower when I'm in there cooking my food angrily. And nobody wants to eat angry, you know, food made in anger. Everybody likes food made with love. It makes a di- it makes your food taste differently. I'm Did just you saying. Did you eat some angry chicken the other day? Yes. <laughs> That's a whole nother segment for a whole nother show. I will get to y'all. I just want, y- want y'all to know I have never in my whole black life <laughs> ate fried chicken mad as you know what i was mad as hell y'all but i'm gonna I'm digress 
Look at that. My pressurize it. <laughs> Just thinking about that. We're going to ease up off of that. But like we were saying, like you are still carrying your frustration from work into your home and your home is supposed to be a place of relaxation, like yep. your safe haven. Yep. And when you're still mentally dealing with these things, I've had restless nights. I've had Me dreams too. where I done fuck somebody up <laughs> and work in my sleep. Me too. I have fully had those things. I've had times where I'm like, okay, Elm Boogie, think about the stuff that you've learned you know, in your adulthood, things, the mm. tools that you've picked up, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Try meditating. Mm-hmm. Try doing these things. Mm-hmm. Pray about it. Pray. Done all of them. But sometimes the situation is just so intense that it takes more than mm-hmm. that. It takes some perseverance on your part mm-hmm. to move and work through that. And that goes back to what we're talking about in the value that's being taken off the table by continuing to have these toxic people in the workplace because you have individuals in your organization that are producing, that are um, impacting the bottom line, that are making sure that your company is continuing to grow and they eventually become resentful. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's in the workplace. It doesn't matter if it's personal. It doesn't matter if it's among friends. Resentment is is the death of a relationship. It is so real. So we are going to talk about roughly 13 signs of a toxic workplace. Okay. So number one, poor communication. Oh my God. And this can come in a form from the head down i don't know if you um some of you may have heard the saying like the head it all starts at the head yeah so like pretty much whatever the head tolerates or whatever the head sets it flows down into the rest of the body correct so if the person up top is you know lacking those or lacking communication skills where they are, are able to tell you what it exact i'm a type of person tell me exactly what it is that you need so that i can execute it and, and, and do it well. And therefore, if I don't do it right, we can always go back to what was said and, you know, and just kind of figure out where it went wrong. And that's important because most organizations are top down. Mm-hmm. So if you leave it up to the people at the quote unquote bottom to start making decisions, then the person at the top is going to be like, oh, no, nobody told you to do that. Right. Whether it was the right decision or not. Right. Right. So the decisions do have to be do have, they to, be have made. to be made. Right. So if the communication isn't cascading down, mm-hmm. then you have a problem. Because, like I said, if people at the quote unquote bottom are the ones that are being left to make those decisions, the people at the top, they're going to be the ones that end up being resentful. Mm-hmm. And the people at the top are that are resentful. Those are the people that have the power the to power. make decisions to impact everyone in that company. Definitely. Um, another thing is no one's in a good mood. I have definitely been in a work environment when, when no one is happy to come to work, Mm. when you walking in, it's like, it's palpable. You can feel it. It's like, it's like an energy. It's like a force field. You just walk in the door (laughs) and it almost like kind of hits you in the face. Like, and I feel like the number one way you can tell when people aren't in the best of moods, you can look at how someone dresses when they come to work. Hair is disheveled, clothing like you. Somebody who, when they first started, was popping. I mean, you was like, "Oh, girl, that is so cute." I like that. I like that. And then a good three months in, 
and I'm saying there's a difference between someone who's like, you know how you see those memes. It's like when you interview, when you're interviewing mm-hmm. for the job, and then three months is first you got the job. There's a difference when yeah. you got when you become comfortable and when you're miserable. Yeah, because it shows when someone goes from being very like polished and you know really you know taking pride in how they look yeah. to it's like man psh, whatever. I've definitely gone from a good press. To a dependable bun. Oh, <laughs> I have not. I have not gotten so far in that I've gone from a nice twist out to a Don King. I haven't. Okay. I haven't. I haven't gone Don King. I haven't full of, but I have gone unmoisturized and just pulled it up into a, a bun. And yes, it is frizzed out. I need. I didn't brush it. That has been my demo before in the workplace because I'm just like when I get up in the morning. Mm, I want to go through all this to look decent for these people. But that these I people, don't want. These, yes, these people, these people. And the thing about it is, it's not even the people that are in your own organization that you interact with every day. It's mm-hmm. your leadership. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they can really put a damper on everything that's that's going around, that's going on in, that in the true. workplace. That I've seen true. it time and time again and you know people wonder like okay why are these people still here because that old adage is true it's, mm-hmm. it's who you know yeah it is who you know if you've got somebody higher up to cover you to protect you mm-hmm. then it is what it is you can keep causing a company twelve thousand dollars year after year after year after year which is sad it is sad number three yep rumors fly now you know I like a little bit of, you know, a little workplace chitter chatter. Who doesn't? Because again, these are people who you spend a lot of time with. You may even go to lunch mm-hmm. with your coworkers, even though sometimes you I know, try to limit it. Yeah, because you don't want people to get used to your yeah to to that being like a thing. Right. And then sometimes I feel like I, even though I'm getting a little far, but I think it ties into rumors. I've been in a work environment where higher ups didn't appreciate co-workers forming genuine relationships as if somehow that becomes a a negative thing like they don't they don't like to see you having like genuine relationships whether it be I know and that sounds very crazy but rumors then begin to fly in that way like yeah if uh, two people of the opposite sex are hanging out mm-hmm. with each other, then people automatically assume that oh, there is yeah, like there is something going on. When it could really just be like these are people who maybe work in the same department or yeah. work on the same project, yeah, on the same team, and because you spend so much time together, you're you may, going yeah, yeah some it, commonalities. It's a nat- like, yeah, it's a nat- that's just a natural thing. You build a camaraderie. Did you spend all your time together? Right, that's understandable. But I feel like it sucks when there are people having these conversations about you and people can be putting y'all in the bed together and y'all you don't even know what this person pinky toe look like but people but there yeah. are these rumors going around that this you know what I mean that this is what's going on or people yeah. digging into your you know with social media which I do not like which is why I keep everything private yeah everything is private yeah nothing I don't do the whole public thing for yeah. for some of these reasons that we're talking yeah. about in terms of that mutual relationship, mm-hmm. in my experience working for larger corporations, that only becomes, let me say it this way, from a legal or from a standpoint of a perception is reality mm-hmm. is if one of those employees is a subordinate. That's typically the only time it's 
important is because you know people will look at it and be like oh favoritism things like that Mm -hmm. outside of that people there's actually nothing wrong legally with dating your peer now i'm not saying that that's what's happening when these two people are hanging out right right, but what i am saying is unless it is a supervisor subordinate relationship Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it there's no ramifications from it so mind your business that is i mean that's really all it is because marriages have come from the workplace i've worked with so many people whose spouses also work within the organization Mm -hmm. even in the same group Mm -hmm. they just it just wasn't a you know supervisor subordinate situation and again nothing wrong that there's nothing in anybody's policy that says that you can't be peers and have you know a relationship but sometimes depending on what the rumor is it's hard to bounce back from that and it it, it can really tarnish someone's reputation i've absolutely seen it happen and take someone's esteem Mm -hmm. and like wholeheartedly negative uh uh, once again uh, affect because you never want to be a part of a rumor or a part of something that is like her yeah and it's hurting someone else to the point where they just feel bad about themselves Some people like you know with self-esteem that's self but Come on now. No, no one wants anyone to talk down on them or talk bad about them or be starting shit about them. That ain't right. true. Right. Absolutely not. Because, you know, yes, self-esteem is of yourself, but there it's inextricably linked to how other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. perceive you. Mm-hmm. If everybody thinks you're a horrible person, mm-hmm. it's hard to think that you are not a horrible, horrible person. person. <laughs> like, oh, she said it? Oh, you know... Jill don't never talk about nobody. And she and she said Adam is a horrible person. Right. I'm I'm gonna keep an eye on him now. Right. And Adam might be like one of the nicest people you can meet, and it could really just be something of maybe Adam got a promotion over Jill, or maybe Adam got the last donut in, in the office, and Jill was hungry that day because she was off carbs, and now you know she decided she was gonna cheat, and off you know. You know, Adam is an asshole now because he got the last donut. Right. I'm just saying. Right. There's a lot of, sorry to cut, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's a lot of intricacies and a lot of things that I think people don't look beyond themselves Mm -hmm. to consider. And it's not even, when we're talking about that, it's not even just in the workplace. This is friends, personal life, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. People are inherently selfish. People generally, the majority of people have to make an effort Mm -hmm. to look beyond themselves. And because that is true, we run into a lot of the situations that we see play out. Mm-hmm. Number Ooh, four. Number four. Yeah. Um, experience Woof. verbal abuse. Um, first and foremost, Please I don't AP, run up on me. <laughs> I have, that. I have, and will not. And shan't not shan't not experience <laughs> verbal abuse. I've had one person at the job who thought that it would be cute that he thought he was gonna call me something other than my name. And it wasn't derogatory, however, he was trying to be funny. And in that very moment, I called upon my ancestors. <laughs> what they say? <laughs> and I said, Should I go in and go forth? Or should I just make it clear that I am not the, the one? one. <laughs> and 
my ancestor said, just make it clear that you are not the one because you're still, a, number one, you're still in a professional environment. Yeah. And you still have a reputation, you know, your reputation mm-hmm. here professionally to uphold. So I feel like with certain things, I know that there are some people who have an issue with being assertive or aggressive, but the moment that you allow someone to disrespect you and you don't check it, meaning yeah. that you don't correct them and let them know, hey, this that's an inappropriate way to speak to me. Yeah. They're, they're going to think that it's okay, okay. and they're going to continue to do that. And then you invite other people yep. to be disrespectful, you know, to be disrespectful towards you. And I just feel like in that, with the experience in verbal abuse, I feel like it is solely, at that point, it is solely your responsibility to check that. For sure. For sure. Especially in the workplace. It is completely within your rights to do that. Straight out. Straight like that. I mean, there's really no other way to to say it it just is what it is um i don't think i've experienced a lot of verbal abuse mm-hmm. i'm not the, surprised <laughs> <laughs> i'm really not in surprised your name is l boogie i'm not I just <laughs> for what, i don't know what it is about me oh you don't but i just don't invite that sort of <laughs> Call on me. Jargon, <laughs> banter, whatever you, how you want to refer to oh. it. What, something about me doesn't invite that. However, <laughs> however, I have had a situation where someone said something to me that I didn't appreciate. Mm-hmm. And they were at, it was actually my supervisor. Um, in one of the the roles that I've had, mm-hmm. and um, it was because I I don't I'm assuming he thought that I was being disrespectful, which I was not. Um, he made a statement, and I corrected him because I didn't want him putting false information out, and he took offense to that. I mm-hmm. guess because we were in a meeting, mm-hmm. but I wasn't disrespectful. I know how to be disrespectful now. That won't it. Well, okay. So he said something to me and I quickly muted the phone and, you know, had to a little bit get him together. We never had a problem after that. And I've never I, had a problem with this person yeah, who I had to get, to get, get right. together. Like. Now, I didn't appreciate him doing what he did. I gave him a respect that he didn't give me. Mm-hmm. He didn't mute the phone. He said right. what he said to me. I muted the phone when I got him together. But I only did it because he was my supervisor. Mm-hmm. That was literally it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess I wouldn't call that verbal abuse. But I didn't appreciate the way that he went about it because I gave him a respect that he did not give to, to me. You. Right. Because I am not toxic in the workplace. Look at you. No, you mute your shit. Come on. And get it together. And get then come together. back and say, and so on and so forth. Come Moving on. right along. Because I will do a, excuse me, what would say it? <laughs> <laughs> not with the neck come to the on. side. Come on. Stiff wear. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, inside joke. Um, <laughs> number five, here is one, high turnover Girl. rates. Um, He'd be coming and going. But that's something that I had an experience where I'll never forget. I was in the restroom one day, and this person who worked in the same building, not in the same company, but worked in the same building, mm-hmm. we're in the restroom now, 
took it upon herself to basically tell me like, hey, um, that organization that you with, they don't really keep people here longer than three months. I give it three months and you're going to see everybody. She said, if you're still here, you're going to see everybody else around you like leave out. Mm -hmm. And I was a little appalled because I was like, first and foremost, is it really your place to say something like Mm -hmm. that? And then second of all, how do you not know that I'm not enjoying this new experience? Mm -hmm. And I felt like she kind of like tainted it a little bit Mm -hmm. by coming out of her mouth because you don't even know me. Right. And we're in the the women's bathroom. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that we now can have these type of conversations (laughs) just because we're in the bathroom? I guess so. And, but that is... I mean, going forth at the time, I did see that there was a, a, a high turnover. Some truth to it. Yeah, there was, was very much so some yeah. truth to it. Because yeah. when you I. You can't hide that stuff. You can't. Because people. I didn't know that people actually leave reviews. They do. And. Ooh. And. And. Ooh. <laughs> not only that, there are publications um, out there where you can look to see what turnover rates are. Are, there are mm-hmm. at certain organizations mm-hmm. so you know if you see a turnover rate higher than 20 percent, that's alarming over 10 percent, that's alarming very um so yeah that is if there is any indication of a toxic workplace it is people leaving faster than they come in and then pretty much everyone having the same sentiment like yes. that's that's you know because because uh, again Everybody ain't, ain't lying, as my friend likes Correct. to tell me. It's, he said, when people always moving, it's not always the landlord. Come on. It's not always the landlord. So it's like, mm, every, you, you gotta, everybody's leaving out and everybody's speaking about the same thing, mm-hmm. saying that this is like the, I don't, I don't even like calling stuff cancer. I think that's a little extreme. You just say like a common Denominate, theme. Yeah, theme. Yeah. Amongst it. This is the common theme for it. It's like, mm, there definitely has to be some truth some to truth it. Some truth to it, yeah. And it, and it, and it, it is. Yeah, but it, and it also helps you, um, like when people say, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And then like when you're in a workplace, it's kind of like, well, now you kind of know how to maneuver and navigate mm-hmm. because you have this information. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying you got to go back and blab it to your other coworkers, but this is a gem, a jewel for you to be like, okay, now I know what type of mindset I need to have coming into in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? This might be a workplace where I might need to really just keep to myself mm-hmm. and just keep it at... You Listen know, to your gospel and your right, your pleasantries. Good morning. Yep. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Good lunch. That smells good. You know, just keep Even it real. <laughs> keep it real, surface level. Yeah, for sure. Um, number six. Ooh, this one. Oof. You know, it's really actually hard to find a good one of these. I don't even like this word. B O S S. I'm gonna you say your supervisor. Yeah, your supervisor. Yeah. But I would just say your executive, your ex- your ED. Well, I mean, depending on where you're on the company, it might mean not, it might not be an executive. You could be okay. So we'll, okay, we'll say your manager, your supervisor yeah, is we'll not the that. greatest. They suck. That happens Ooh. more often than not. You know what I mean? It's almost like the eighty <laughs> twenty. You know, it's almost like mm-hmm. the eighty twenty in the mm-hmm. in the supervisor world. It's really hard to find a good. Um, it's hard to find a good supervisor. I, I know. But I've been blessed though to have a lot of great. A lot of great supervisors. So when, so when I've come across one that has just been like underwhelming, it's been like, dang, it makes me feel like, did I really appreciate what I had when I had it type of thing? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the words of Joni Mitchell, you don't 
know what you got until it's gone. Until it's gone. Yeah. And I don't think some supervisors don't realize that just because you're in a position of authority does not give you the right to be dismissive, to be nasty, to be disrespectful, and to just be downright toxic. Some of them just don't know how. Some of them know how to do mm-hmm. an that. action. That's it. But they don't know how to manage. manage. So I'm in that 80-20. Mm-hmm. 80% of my bosses have not been great. Mm. 20% of them have been, I mean, I can count on two fingers. <laughs> the bosses, I would say, were actually she great. say one hand. I don't care. That were great <laughs> and actually took an active um, interest, interest mm-hmm. in the folks that reported to them mm-hmm. and yeah it, i i have not had that experience where i've had great i've had okay mm-hmm. managers or supervisors mm-hmm. but to have really good ones that have an impact where i remember them i recall them and still talk to them mm-hmm. very few Mind flips. Matter of fact, I talked to two of them in the last couple of days. See, mind flips. I've had 20 not so good mm-hmm. and 80% of my supervisors have been great, like took an active interest. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is actually like my mentor. Mm-hmm. Like to this day, one of them I helped. I was like his his wedding planner the day of, mm-hmm. planner coordinator. Like mm-hmm. we've had like, and to this day, we still talk like those strong relationships and it, yeah. it was never on some... And we still managed to have that level of respect where I knew that they were my supervisor and I was the, you know I mean? Their employee, yeah. like, yeah, I knew I, I reported to them and it was never one of like, I'm not the type of person that's going to get comfortable enough with you that when we're in the workplace, you can't, you can't manage me. You can't tell me nothing. Right. Oh, I never. Like, I, I don't Cause know. I don't want that same respect. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I, as a manager go out of my way to make sure so when I think about what I consider a good manager and what I consider a horrible manager, mm-hmm. I go out of my way to make sure that I do those things that I believe make mm-hmm. a good manager. So it's one thing to show and instruct your employees on how to do something. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to take an active interest right. in their um, place at the company, to take an active interest in their growth at the company. It's a different, you know, to take an active interest in if you need to, I won't say their full personal life, but if right. there are things that are happening that may or may not impact what's happening at the workplace and kind right. of advise and guide them. I do those things because I know that it's just not that common. Right. So I do those things. Um, I have a particular former supervisor who I still call on from time to time. Now, when I was reporting to her, she's actually probably been the hardest on me mm-hmm. that I've ever had in my adult life, in my professional career, besides my mama. Mm-hmm. She's been the hardest on me and it was difficult to work for her. But because she believed in me and she gave me an opportunity and she stayed on me, she set me up for all of the things that I've done mm-hmm. from that time. And she and I still mm-hmm. have a relationship. I still call on her for advice. I, they just are not a lot, a I, lot I of people you. that I've encountered from that perspective. You. And that's what I think of when I think of a good 
Yeah, a reference. You want to be able to have a a reference for that because guess what? It ain't always about work at work. Correct. I mean, you you have you have other shit going on in your life that because you are human and it's gonna Mm -hmm. affect you. And sometimes the most positive person can't always be the most positive person at work. So it's nice to have a supervisor or a manager who recognizes that when you're having an off day to pull you in and just let you know I have an open door policy and and to also be a person that does not talk about the things that people share with you in private my god if there are any managers or supervisors out there listening listening to the sound how how the pastor say under the sound of my voice (laughs) (laughs) the sound of my voice if there are any of you all yes Wave it out. Y'all Come can't on. see it, but it's happening. <laughs> Please know that if you are going to say you have an open door policy, mm-hmm. leave what is said amongst the two of you because yeah, nothing close is the door after I get in there. You, nothing is worse than, than, than sharing something personal with someone who claims to care and next thing you know, other people know about it. Yeah. That is so disrespectful. I've definitely had a conversation with a former manager. When you I told- suck. I, I didn't say that, but I you do. did I'm say that I do not feel comfortable having conversations with you in confidence mm-hmm. and that turned into a whole thing, mm. which only reaffirmed what I was saying. Exactly. <laughs> but it's something that you should know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we done been on the, oh, them bosses. Let's get up off of them. Okay. Um, number seven. Home. <laughs> Do you need to? Are you finna get up and do a do a praise dance? No, not no. Do I need to call the ushers in to gather around? No, this ain't no praise dance. This is what read it. People take credit for work they did not do. That has certainly happened to me, child. Mm. I have certainly had people take credit for my work. Mm. I think for me in situations like that, it's like. I just let it be. Yeah, because I don't want to be that person that's like, but no, it was me. I did it. I did the work. Because it's like, guess what? They're going to now expect for you to duplicate that again. And you're not going to be able to do it. You're not. I can do it again, but... I'm talking about the person who took your work, who took credit for your work. Oh, yeah. You're going to expect... Yeah, they're going to expect those people to do that. And they can't. Right. They are struggling. I have, girl, I have seen it. I have seen people get promotions off of work that I've done. Ooh. And then when they get there, they be damn near on a pill. Hmm. <laughs> they damn near on a performance improvement plan. Um, I've had... New vocabulary for those who you know. <laughs> multiple people at the same company take credit for work that I have done. Um, but... You know what I did? Um, I didn't necessarily bring it up at the time that I found out about it, but I did bring it up in my performance review. Mm, that's the so best place money, to bring things up at. Money. Yeah. Give me my bonus. Give me my merit increase. Please. please and thank you. Please. Um, number eight. Kind of runs in with number seven. Colleagues who don't pull their weight. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this in some of their defense a little bit. I'm not giving them excuse, but I will say this because we are talking about toxic workplaces. Mm-hmm. It could very well be that you have colleagues who have been there a little longer than you and yeah. they have become 
complacent. Right. And that's why, and, they, and they're looking at you like you coming in all gung-ho, ready to go. And they're like, child, calm down. It's, yeah. It's not that serious. And you're like, come with this pep in your Yeah, like, but yes, it is. You're like, mm-mm, that don't matter. Sure you, don't. You, you can do all you want to do, and it's still not going to be appreciated. And you're still going to be wound at. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> so come pull up a seat of this meteorocracy and have a sip. <laughs> <laughs> and calm yourself down and let's pump your brakes. Yeah. I haven't run into too much. Let me say it this way. I've seen it where colleagues don't pull their weight. I haven't had to deal with it so much in the organization that I'm in specifically. Mm-hmm. So maybe like organizations that we do work for, mm-hmm. but just people that are right around me. I've not really run into too much of that because people right around me, we're all working for the same supervisor. Mm-hmm. We all have the same struggle. We all understand because we also, we hold each other accountable. We mm-hmm. know what we're coming in here every day dealing mm-hmm. with. So we'll be like, did you do this? Make sure you do this. Let's not forget that we have to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we'll hold each other accountable from that standpoint. So we never let each other, you know, fall off, fall behind, but we could see it happening around us. Right. Yeah. Which is why it's always good to have like, you know, metrics. Exactly. So you can always go in and be like, okay, so where are we on, yep. on this? Yeah. It's always good to have a plan that you can always go back and, and, and look at. Yeah. But that again comes with the whole camaraderie thing yeah. that you're hoping that you're able to, to get. Hopefully you don't have someone who is so toxic. Hopefully there's more positive people on your team than Ooh. toxic people. Hopefully. Because in that way y'all can like there are. karate chop them when they try to come with Girl, that toxicness. Like, yeah, like negative, like, we're not on that today. Yeah. I think, I think, I think usually there's more positive people than not. Hopefully. We're gonna, we gonna, mm, 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 mm. we're gonna, we're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> number nine, people play the blame game. Show sure do. I think that's just self-explanatory. Yeah. Sure. And anybody trying to go down? Right. And the people, and let you me tell you a bit of advice: people who play the blame game, you don't need to find yourself ever in a, a corner with them. Don't ever find yourself at the copy machine with them, just the two of y'all. If you see them at the copy machine and you need to use it, I need you to turn around, go back to your desk, and wait for it to be done. Oh, I'm not even going to put it in an in office because when we say workplace, wherever you work. So I don't want you to think that we're specifically talking about a more corporate or, you know, a setting. Because guess what? A place of work is professional no matter where it is. Mm-hmm. A convenience store, um, a, a corporation, or um, what kind of stores? I don't want to say. I don't know. We're just really... Department store. Wherever you work. Any place that cuts you a check. It's, that's a professional workplace. So I want you to think, so wherever it is, if you know who that person is that likes to, like, start, stir up a shit... Yeah. Please don't find don't that ain't the person you want to befriend. Yeah, don't. if you get a W two or ten ninety nine, heed. heed okay. Advice. All of this because it, it applies to anything. Um, number ten, you're always working, and I mean always. always. That's toxic. Yes. People need to breathe. Well, are you, are you hearing me? The busy bees, the overachievers. It's not good to always work because guess what, baby, you drop dead. You have a stroke. You have a heart attack. You get sick because your body will put you down. Yeah. If you don't take heat, if you don't give it rest, your body will say. That has absolutely happened to me. Girl, you know what I was looking like last year. I almost took myself out. Okay. So For no reason. In the end, for no reason. Did I make any more money? No. I mean, I might have got a bigger bonus. Okay, cool. But at the end of the day, I still spent it. Right. So. So it's like. 
honestly take time out for self-care like stop don't if you're always working you you need to try to figure out well what is the benefit of that what like really what is the benefit just to say good job or you you got it in early child cheese ain't nobody got time for that yeah that's toxic it is uh next number 11 clicked up oh i try to stay out that clicked up let me tell you you can like people at work. You can actually have friends at work. You can. But um, when the Nobody, ish... I'm not on my Big Sean. Okay, when the ish hits the fan. I am not on my Big Sean. Which is? I don't give a fuck about a click. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody with my click. 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 Cause let me tell you something. People have this notion that birds of a feather flock together. So when somebody in your click does some old shiesty type stuff or it gets in trouble for something oh you honey you are now looked at you are looked upon as yep you just like them yep got it has to be something because y'all hang out with each other yep. all the time yeah and that goes back to like i said if it's somebody who likes to play the blame game don't let that person be in your inner circle yep. and, or maybe y'all just only hang out outside of work but not at work but you still got to be keep that on the low. It, exactly. Y'all better hang out somewhere, not by working. You better make sure they ain't going back to work. Tell telling everybody that y'all work, that y'all hung out after mm-hmm. work. And the first time that happens, don't let it happen again. Yep. Cut that joint off. That's it. You don't hang out with you no more. It ain't nothing to cut that off. Okay. What K-Cap at? <laughs> Number 12. <laughs> culture of sexual harassment. Well, you know what? And that can go I both ways. I was about ways. to do a whole exhale, but that is so common. It is it so really is. common. Amongst men, like I said, amongst men and women. Like, just oh, for sure. always sexualizing, another, you know, yeah. one another, this yeah. and the other. And it's like... Yeah. Man, I done laid out so many people nicely and disrespectfully for coming mm. at me the whole wrong way mm. just doing way too much oh, or too or much. even just having conversation not even about you but having those conversations around you like and it's just that are like, inappropriate like, yeah and you're like um one i don't care number one number two ew yeah don't let one think about you like that look at you in that light don't Period. get the hell on mm. like Mm-mm. nah Mm-mm. get the hell on not you who be having white stuff in the corners of your mouth ma'am Oh, I'm I'm just saying. Them usually be the ones who want to like talk inappropriately. Like, it's true. The ones who should not. Who have crusty, crusty, crusty stuff. Ooh, in their mouth. Like they always talking. You just be like, just get that build up. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. My stomach, my stomach is turning. You run it up. Oh, and number thirteen, culture of discrimination. That is so prevalent. It is so prevalent. There are just so many ingrained prejudices amongst so many different groups Thank of you. people. Thank you. And it is just, it almost seems insurmountable mm-hmm. because these are things that either you were raised to believe, mm-hmm. things that you have encountered over your lifetime, mm-hmm. and because you saw it with one person, you decide that you know, this has to be true for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last place that you want to have ha- have that happen is the workplace because that stuff impacts your actual well-being this and how true. you actually pay your bills this and how true. you actually go about your life from from day to day. And it that, 
sexual harassment and discrimination are just two, two, uh, two topics that I... I think they're always going to be ingrained. They are. In the workplace. And that is unfortunate because the work has to be done Mm -hmm. socially Mm -hmm. before it even happens there. The workplace is kind of secondary. It really is. So that's stuff that you have to talk about relationally, like from, you know, one person to 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 another. Yeah. So, um, we've pretty much gone through how you can have signs, the 13 signs. If you see you... any of them, quit your job. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't listen to her. Now, now we're going to go into some things that you can do, that you can do with, within the workplace. I some things that you have. I said what I said. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, what can you do? You can find an ally. Because guess what? There's always someone there who feels how you feel. Mm-hmm. There, there's someone there who shares your same um, sometimes just like enthusiasm or non-enthusiasm. <laughs> enthusiasm. And it's just nice sometimes because you can vent to your family, your friends, your loved one, whomever, but they're not there. They're biased. You know what I mean? They're, they're always, always going to take their side. Either they're going to take your side or if you have a uh, toxic history. relationship <laughs> with your family member or your friends, they won't take your side. Um, but yeah, finding an ally at work is good. Like, and one that you can trust. Yeah. One that you can definitely trust. Um, number two, document everything. For sure. I cannot stress to you how important it is for you to document. If you get a a negative email from someone, forward that thing right over to your, to your personal email. Yep. Please do. Forward that, or if you are responding to something or something that has been negative, please, please, and BCC means to blind copy. Thank you. They don't have to know that you send it to yourself, but you need to have evidence. Like we're saying, when you go into a performance review, Mm -hmm. or when you are reporting, like the next one is when you're reporting specific um, incidents. Those are the things that you can print off and gather up and say, you know, these are some things that I have observed. Here are instances where it has happened. Here's the proof for it. So that way someone can't just be like, okay, because people love to be like, so when did this happen? Right. So when did this happen? It's like, even though they know that it is happening, you still have to find proof because especially if you're like, if they're throwing this thing up to HR, there has to be like a paper trail for these things. You have to provide proof, especially, it's especially important to forward stuff to your personal email if you're going to file a grievance against the company. So if you're not just talking about an individual, if you're talking about an individual, you might be able to get away with Mm -hmm. just doing it with your work email. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to file a grievance against a company, you have to send it to yourself because, you know, they're... Timestamps. Timestamps. We don't really want to go down the path of retaliation because Mm -hmm. that's a whole legal thing. Mm -hmm. But you need to have proof. The burden of proof is Mm. on you. Mm. Listen to Dave Chappelle. He told all y'all the (laughs) burden of proof is on the state. Okay. (laughs) Because you're the one with the problem. Correct. Okay. And lastly... And maybe even most of, if, if it's to the point where, again, where you're having outbursts in other places of your life. And I'm telling y'all, mm-hmm. self-care is so important. Yeah. Work on an exit strategy. Yeah. I've done many. Work on an exit strategy. And then also, when you're working on that exit, exit strategy. strategy maybe you should. <laughs> and when you work on the exit strategy, also do some self-reflection. I, I remember on this, um again, because I love... I like this one site. It's called Work for Good. It's for those out there who like um, 
more that nonprofit sector. They have a lot of uh, job opportunities for that. Check that out if you will. Um, they are not sponsoring me, so you know I'm not holding them accountable for anything. But they give out some great um, quarterly newsletters, and in one of them there was an article that talked about when you feel burnout and when you feel like you're tired of being in a specific workplace, really think about who you are right now as an employee and be honest with yourself and think about if I were an employer, would I hire me right yep. now? Like, honestly, yes, you're in a toxic workplace, but then again, have you contributed to the to, toxic workplace? Yep. Have you contributed to that toxicity? And have you allowed that toxicity? to affect your productivity in the workplace. Because if you aren't meeting your metrics, if you aren't meeting your goals, if you if your productivity is low, that that stuff can kind of reflect, especially when, you know, they might do a reference and say, hey, one of your references has to be yep. your current manager. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying when, when we say push through, we're not saying suck up and eat the bullshit what we're saying is don't allow the bottom line is don't allow the negativity to affect your bag to affect your hustle because you're going to want to move on from this if things don't change you want to be able to move on absolutely so as part of your exit strategy if you do have gaps in your productivity mm -hmm. make sure that while you're working on getting that next position that you're working on what you need to do to close those gaps so mm -hmm. it may be something that's educational right there may be some um, skill that you haven't worked on because you've been like, you know what, forget them. I'm not going to give them this. Go mm -hmm. on ahead and work on that so that you can take that forward with you. You might want to put that on your resume. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something that I've done. Mm -hmm. um, just, um, you know, going out and looking for roles, you know, it might be something, it might be some software that I'm not great at. Mm -hmm. So I will go out and educate myself. So when I go over here, even though I wasn't using this software at this company because mm -hmm. they didn't want to invest the money over here, mm. this company does. So let me familiarize myself with it so I can go in there and say, yes, I'm familiar with this. I can do this. I've done that myself. Take that into consideration also when you're working on your exit strategy if you decide to go um, that route. So just keep in mind what your gaps are when you look at yourself as an employee. And as mm -hmm. AP said, would you hire yourself? What are you missing? Mm -hmm. What do you not have in your skill set um, that you would say, you know what, this candidate's okay, but I'm going to go with this one because they have all of these things that I'm looking for for this right. role. Go and take that time to close those gaps for yourself because if you're working at a company that you find to be toxic, they're probably not going to invest the money in you, into you, for you to close those gaps there. So you have to do that on your own time. And there's so much stuff out there. There's so many resources. There's yes. so much free stuff out there free. where you can go, like I said, and close those gaps on your own so that you're prepared um, you know, to, to move, move on forward, yeah. yeah, to your next opportunity because guess what? And make more they, money. Without said I said make more money because you money. have these skills. Exactly. Because faith without works is what? Plain old days. That. And ain't no ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. So definitely Google is your friend. Um also YouTube is yeah, your friend. YouTube is definitely your friend. Like Excel is like a hot button. As as El Boogie likes to say, a hot button. Yeah, it is a hot button. So that's something that companies all over love to have someone who does well in Excel. And I tell you, there are so many free tools out there to help you navigate Excel. And it's really just about learning the formulas. Once you learn, once you learn those formulas, and you oh, yeah. and play around with it with a little oh, bit. Yeah. 
you can you can pretty much finesse your way through data a, modeling a lot of all that stuff because a lot that. of people just haven't invested the time in learning it that stuff themselves so man as long as you can do some v lookup some data modeling and some visualizations salesforce it. is also a hot hot for sure. Button. And it's procurement so, system. Yes. And when I, and when I tell you, I, I know sometimes, and even like with blogging, because a lot of people, um, a lot of companies are moving towards, you know, social media and really mm-hmm. being able to like communicate with their customers and really get a, um, like a, a hold of how they can, what they can do to better, you know, um, to improve their interactions mm-hmm. or their growth. Like really take the time. Like there are things like WordPress, which is free free yep. that you can go out there and do that Salesforce actually has a program where you can try it out for free and play around with it before you actually like a free trial before you actually have to outright outright buy it yeah, so um, like mm-hmm. re- really take these things into consideration because we never want you to be in a place that is uh, affecting you to the point where you just dread waking up in the morning and getting and getting up and, and going and even the trap music and the gospel music ain't even enough is, n- is not enough and you know you know when it's time yep you know when it's time and really just take time to step up your skills um brush up on some things that you may have done in the past or really maybe this is the time for you to go after those things that you've always wanted, wanted to, do. to do i mean what's stopping you yep. i mean you've already done the shit that that makes your soul irk yep Try something that might make your soul glow. Oh, just let your soul glow. Now's the time. <laughs> um, let it shine through. Okay. I want to thank you all for listening to To Whom It May Concern, Hood Professionals. This is the very first episode. I want to thank my lovely guest co-host, Elle Boogie, for, <laughs> for being here. <laughs> And giving her whole two professional sense. It really means a lot to me. <laughs> Once again, I am your host, AP. And just make a plan, take action, set up shop, and go get it. And say dust to work. Girl, I don't know where you're trying to go with this Tox- at all. Toxicity. Thank you. Golly, that's all she had to say. Until next time, peace. Bye, y'all.